T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, back to Stani and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. No Stani. Larry holding it down for Stani this week. And right now, we got our guy John Dickinson on the phone to look forward to tonight's Warrior game in New York. who will have the post-game coverage for you tonight and tomorrow. J.D., I know you do it all. You'll be in here for Larry uh, Thursday and Friday with me. But uh, before we get to hoops, I mean, we got breaking news kind of all day with the Carlos Correa uh, the press are getting canceled. I know you think differently than I. Can you share with us your initial thoughts when you, when you got that news? Yeah, I, I think, you know, look, this is the position first and foremost that I think that the Giants put themselves in when they when they come off as so desperate to just sign the biggest possible name free agent that they can. And so, you know, when anything doesn't 100% go smoothly or it, it sounds like maybe there's something that's popped up on a medical or they're waiting for a, a confirmation of something in terms of uh, his physical to get this thing you know completely completely finalized you know everybody wants to panic because let's be honest the only thing worse than the Giants getting turned down by Carlos Correa after they ended up getting played on Aaron Judge and, and now other free agents including Dansby Swanson have been signed the, the only thing worse then Correa saying, you know what, I want to go elsewhere, would be actually thinking you have Carlos Correa signed and then either him backing out of the deal because you don't like something on the medical or you getting uh, you know, cold feet because there's something that worries you on the medical and he winds up not being a giant. Like oh. that, that, that could be just a catastrophic scenario for the Giants and, and for Farhan Zaidi, but... All that being said, uh, I, I think we do need to let cooler heads prevail here, and it is a bit unusual when a press conference is announced and the the and everybody you know because Carlos Correa not officially signed, so his name wasn't officially in the in the release for the for the press conference, and it's like, well, why don't you just wait and get the job done? I think that the Giants guys were hoping that that it would be all finalized or would have been by this morning, and then it just wasn't. So mm. then things get delayed, and I know there's you know the report about. You know, waiting for test results. There's also a, a, a part of that that said something got flagged. So uh, we wait and see. Uh, but uh, would anything surprise you guys at this point if if this thing somehow got botched or, or, or didn't happen? I, I think it probably will end up okay. But but would it really surprise you <laughs> if it didn't at this point? Well, and now they've kind of alerted everybody to be on the lookout for this. I didn't realize Carlos Correa has been on the injured list, JD, seven times 
during his eight-year career. He's never he's never played, or he's played at least 150 games in a season only one time because of various injuries. Now, I don't know that he's ever had anything major, but... Do you th- I mean, I, would you rather, I guess, would you rather be in the position of, uh, you know, looking bad because you called off a press conference? Or would you rather be in the position of paying a guy and maybe getting bad news like, hey, he could, might not be able to play until June or something like that because of some off-season procedure that you now may need to have? Yeah, it's it's better to be cautious. It is. It's it's better, and and that was sort of my point on the original the original release of hey, we're going to have a press conference tomorrow at eleven, and it's Giants executives. And look, everybody knew it was for Correa, but Correa again, his name was not mentioned in that release, and so to me, it's. You know what? Why don't you cross all the T's and dot all the I's and make sure all the medicals are in? And and you, we've all known for a week that that this thing has been verbally agreed to, although nothing official until pen put to paper and and the medicals are all uh, gone through and and agreed upon. Like my frustration, if anything, is just give it a breath. Like there's no pre- like you could have the press conference, Larry. On February 10th, if you really wanted to, you know, right before spring training, and and you know, know that everything's good to go then. Now, obviously, people be there. There was no, I, I feel pressure to just to get it out there and have it today. Uh, I, I guess you know what what would have been next week or a few more days to make sure everything was was 100 percent correct. And th- that being said, this all could wind up being much ado about nothing. Maybe there's a little tweak in some of the language. Maybe maybe there's a couple mil moved around here or there you know maybe it, it you know that's the kind of thing we're talking about uh but yeah i'm with you i mean it's it's smarter to just wait and see and make sure everything's right than it is to rush into saying that something's official because again the giants goo have put themselves in this position where they they're desperate right like it it feels no like doubt. a major loss if anything goes wrong but again that's that that's what the, the Giants have asked for this. So if it ends up kind of blowing up in their face, then that's on them in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and uh, now I'm gonna get to my Warrior question, JD, because I know you got the post game tonight. I listened to you and Whitey on Saturdays. You do a great job, and I was just telling Larry, I'm no doctor, and I know you two aren't either. But when something pops up on like a scan or a physical, you, you know what I mean? To me, I, like it's it's not just nothing. And I hope I'm wrong, but man, I was telling Larry and and Stani was coming at me about you know they're in it for the wrong reasons, but still that's part of business. And if you're telling me now, JD, you announced to the to the fan base that you got this player who's going to be your best player. Now he's not coming. I mean, there's just no win in that. But I wouldn't fault the Giants. But you are right. They're desperate. They're desperate for a star personality. And man, I'm just waiting. And I don't. I'm gonna ask you real quick here. Do you think we find out the public what's going on by the end of tonight or tomorrow or how long does this thing drag? Yeah, I would. I would imagine at some point in the next twenty four hours. I mean, I, I think it could happen even you know, as soon as while we're talking here, or or maybe it. it I mean, I. It wouldn't surprise me if you know, whatever the issue was got cleared up, and all of a sudden maybe they're trying to put together that press conference again tomorrow, or they're going to try mm-hmm. to put that press conference together on on Thursday, one one way or the other. Uh, I, I do think we'll know uh, in the next day or so what what the issue is, or or, or what maybe put this thing on. Hold or what need, required more testing or or what 
ultimately calls it off if that if that winds up happening. I, I think those things tend to move quickly or, or maybe a, a grander renegotiation need to be done. But no, I, I think we'd have answers at, at least by the end of tomorrow, I would, I would imagine. It is interesting, though, because, I mean, it's the fourth largest guarantee in the history of baseball behind Trout, Betts, and Aaron Judge. Um, so it's a huge, huge amount of money. It's, a, uh, you know, unprecedented that the Giants have ever spent this amount of money. Um, so, and also, interestingly, there's a, it was a, you know, there was a no opt-outs in this deal. Maybe the Giants, after looking at the medicals, went to Boris and said, hey, we'd like a three-year opt-out, club opt-out, um, because we're concerned about the long-term, uh, you know, ramifications of what the, the medicals are telling us. And maybe that could be a deal breaker. You know, who knows? Or maybe that maybe that's something that they're in negotiations uh, with Boris on. So you, know, you just don't know. There's any number of things. But it's almost impossible for us to speculate a timeline on this because there really is no, as J.D. kind of pointed out, no urgency, right? Spring training doesn't start till the middle of February. The season doesn't start till the end of March. But what about the fan base and they're all excited and they're buying tickets? Or do we buy tickets? But now that's, that's on hold. Yeah, I mean, that that is a factor, Goo. But, I mean, would that make you enter into a $350 million arrangement that you were a little worried about? I, you know, I know they want, you're right though. They want to sell tickets and they want to sell them right now. And they want the dialogue at the holidays at the table to be a positive one about the Giants, not, oh man, woe is them and they lost on Judge and this Correa thing. You know, they want it to be a positive story. No doubt, and I think it. You know what the Giants don't want is to have this become something where Boris, you know, they go to Boris and Boris, you know, and and, and Boris says, "Well, the the deal's off then," or if, if this is the way that we're, you know, going to do it, or, or I've got uh, you know another team like the Mets that that is is waiting. If this thing's not going to be official, hey, you know, he'll go take this or that from from another team. So you don't want it to. You don't want to see it get to that point where it where it gets ugly. But but I do think there could be some kind of you know potential renegotiation. Negotiation, uh, uh, you know, in play if the medical concern was was significant enough, but but yeah, as far as the the timeline pressure, I mean, the, the Giants just need to make sure that he's playing for them on on opening day when when they go at it at, at, at Yankee Stadium. That's ultimately the most important right. thing. And if he's not for any reason, I, I think there's going to be a view uh, aside from maybe you know there being an injury that would keep him out at the beginning of of next season, which I, I guess we shouldn't assume that that's not. In play at this point, but but other than you know, th- th- there's hard to find a scenario where the Giants aren't viewed in this as bungling it almost almost regardless of what happens. Other than hey, nothing to see here. Deals now agreed to. Yeah, you should see know, the text for some more JD. tests. Everything's good. Yeah, they're already yeah. they're coming and and the YouTubers and everything. They're upset, but maybe like you said, there's nothing to be upset about. But if it gets to that, he's not going to be a Giant. Uh, the bungle, the, the, that's the, not Cincinnati Bengal, but bungle, that would be the word, Jay. Jay, let me ask you a quick, uh, not even quick, let, let's just talk about the Warriors. They're in New York. You got the postgame tonight. They're the 11th seed. They're 3-14 and 14 on the road. But, Jay, I can look at the standings and say, you know what, they're only five games out of the number one seed. But tonight in the Mecca, there'll be no Dante, no Green, no Wiggins, no Curry. What are you made of the Warriors and the follow-up from Jordan Poole? Because i got to be honest, 43 in Toronto Sunday, I didn't see it coming. I'm kind of seeing if he's slowing down and if, if, and if the lights kind of click. What are you expecting tonight from the Dubs in New York? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to expect. It is going to be tough without Dante DiVincenzo. He's been playing really well, moving the ball and and defending and, and putting pressure on the ball. Like he's he's proved himself to be, I think, pretty valuable. You know, in the time that he came back after missing, uh, what he played the first, I think, two and a half games, and then he got injured in the third game. He missed uh, really the entire three and seven start uh, up until that that third game and through through the tenth game and, and beyond. And, and he's really helped, uh, I think, in a lot of ways. And, and he was brought in to be a bridge uh, to, I, I think, the the championship core veteran players and and the young players that are, are trying to still find their way and, and earn rotation minutes so uh, I think not having him is is big you know Jamichael Green has been down I think to this point uh, disappointment but did play well in Toronto so you're kind of you know the inability to, to get any semblance of momentum like you know you're not going to have Curry for a stretch of time but then you didn't also have Draymond on on Friday going back to Philadelphia, and and now you don't know when Wiggins is coming back. And then you think you're getting healthier because Clay Thompson's able to play through it, and Draymond goes in Toronto. And I think Draymond being you know saying, "Damn it, I'm playing in Toronto and playing and coming out and hitting threes and and setting the tone." I think that's something that's really valuable. Like, but now you're down a couple other guys, and I think we already know tomorrow that Clay Thompson's not going to play second of a back to back. So the constant ins and outs stunting the ability for this team even without Steph to get some semblance of momentum I think that's the biggest concern because it it has felt over these last two and a half games like the Warriors are, are you know figuring out a way that they have to play and part of that is Jordan Poole being the lead dog and being the number one offensive option and, and playing the Steph Curry role within the Warriors offense which I think is you know a big part of the reason why the Warriors paid him the way that they did it was yes they wanted him to be a dominant sixth man but it was also there are going to be a number of games where Steph can't play he's not an 82 game player anymore and probably won't be for the remainder of his career and you know Clay Thompson for all intents and purposes is not playing the second of back-to-back. So those are penciled-in starts, whether it's 15 to 25 starts a year for Jordan Poole, where I think the Warriors believe that that he can be a 25 to 30-point-a-game scorer, and you pay him because you think if you have everybody else along with you know him, maybe except Curry or Klay Thompson on those given nights, you can be competitive and still have chances to win. And, and I think... The way that he played in Toronto is the perfect example of that. Look, this team's not, you know, can they be a 500 team in those? Maybe not, but they, they shouldn't be a team that can't beat anybody. And so I think that's that's where they're trying to find this middle ground here over the next couple of weeks. But Poole's going to have opportunities to go out and get 30 a night and, and be a big-time scorer. And I think I think Toronto was just the, the beginning of that, guys. You know, they don't beat anybody on the road. It's a weird thing. I mean, they're three and fourteen on the road straight up. They're only four and thirteen against the number on the road. So they're they're really bad on the road. I, I don't know what you think of uh, John Hollinger. I always liked John Hollinger. I always thought he was really smart. Last year, he wrote a piece saying the Warriors are going to win thirty nine games. You know, so uh, obviously they they won a lot more than that, but. He's saying he's writing an article today saying that that Steph's shoulder injury should motivate Bob Myers in the in the Warrior front office to to make a deal at the trade deadline and throws out Wiseman and Kuminga. What do you think? I mean, how does the Steph injury impact what Golden State may or may not try to get done at the trade deadline? See, I, I tend to look at it the opposite of the way Hollinger did. Like to me, it. it 
rather than make a move to try and save it or or make a move to try and you know fortify this team without Steph, to me the Warriors would be more inclined to see how good they can be without him and see if they can be good enough to stay close enough to, to the race to where then you go out and do something. Like, I, I don't think they view it as, oh, God, we got to go do something because we don't have Steph. I think they view it as, hey, by the time Steph comes back, if we don't play well enough without him, then we're going to be out of it. And then at that point, maybe you're looking to to, to shed maybe some, some veteran-type players as opposed to, to, to adding to the list. So I, I think... You know, that's probably what you won't see the Warriors do is, is something kind of out of desperation to salvage being a, a 500 team. I think they would lean more in line with, with the player development component to this thing than, than that. Uh, now, if, if Steph comes back and they're about 500, maybe a little under, but they still feel like they're within four or five games of, of having a shot at, say, the six seed still, then I, then I think it does become a, a lot more interesting as far as what they decide to do and what they look to, to move somebody. Because at that point, I think they could convince themselves that they're as good as anybody when they're healthy and can make a run and the West is really wide open and and nobody's going to want to face them in a playoff, but I still think they may be one rotation player short. Somebody, you know, whether it's a wing uh, that you know, can step in and, and maybe play a little more consistently than than Kaminga to to spell Wiggins. You know, three four type of of a guy. If you could find that that veteran player that you know you could trust for twenty minutes a night every night, I'd be looking at maybe making a move there. But I, I just don't see the Warriors doing that unless they play well enough without Steph to where they where they think it's it's worth it. It's Larry and Guru on 95.7 The Game. We're joined by John Dickinson, who have post-game coverage tonight of the Knicks and Golden State Warriors. J.D., I want to talk Clay Thompson, because Stani and I go back and forth about where he's going, what's he going to be, and where he'll end up. And we all know, hey, he may never be, nobody is what they used to be. But the goal for me, for Clay, is how close can he be to, you know, his prime. And right now, he's shooting 38% from three on the season, 39% from the field but I noticed this the other day and I want to run it by you and it was the Sixer game I've never seen him take more one-legged shots off-balance type of shots and before injury that Clay Thompson was picture-perfect form off two feet jumper <sighs> he's still hitting them but they're the balance is not there what do you make of that yeah, no, it's not there as as consistently. I think some of that's injury. I, I think some of that is is just you know frustration maybe and, and and lack of lack of focus. But I think a lot of it is just the inability physically to consistently repeat. You know, it's like a pitcher repeating their delivery. Like if if you have physical issues with it, you know that you can't repeat it, and then you get wild, or, or you you know you get wild in the strike zone, and, and and you get you get hit around a little bit. I think I think as Clay gets older, it's just he's less apt to be able to to repeat that motion uh, to the extent that we're used to. I also think he he tends to to get a little you know put a little too much pressure on himself to have to do more. I think that was in play in that Philadelphia game. It was that first full mm. game without Steph and 
it just it, it feels like he's chasing it at times a, a little bit too much. I thought he played a more relaxed game in Toronto. I give him credit for getting out there and playing. That's the one thing. I mean, they, they need – if the Warriors are going to survive this stretch without Steph – they need him on the floor, and that's the one thing I will give him above everything else is he wants to be out on the floor, good, bad, or indifferent, and probably wants to even be playing in, in, in these back-to-backs that he hasn't been able to play in. They need the championship core players, guys, to, to set a tone for the rest that this season isn't going to get away from them, mm. that, this, that they are going to be a 500 team or around that by the time Steph comes back, and that there isn't going to be any, hey, this thing's over, you know, time to start tanking. Like, to me, Draymond sets that tone by being on the floor like he was in Toronto. Clay sets that tone by saying, hey, I got a little knee soreness coming off the injuries, but I'm still going to push through and I'm going to play at least in all of the games that aren't back-to-backs. And, and and I thought it was just a much calmer clay in, in Toronto. That's the clay that they need. The, the clay that's comfortable taking his 6-for-12 and not necessarily chasing it into a 4-for-17 or 18. J.D., I mean, I think we all want the same thing. We want to see the Warriors uh, develop their young guys, but we also want to see them win another title with this group. Let's just say the bottom line, because, I mean, we, we know that this is probably the case. The bottom line is their goal this year is to win a title, and I think they can win it. I, I really do. I don't. See, I, I don't see any team out of the West that that can beat them in a series. Um, that that in my mind would beat them in a series. There's many that could, but I don't think there's many that would. But what's more important to winning a title this season? Is it developing their 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 three second year players, or is it piling up regular season wins? Is it more important that they get? Would you rather be a two seed or a four seed? And Kuminga, Wiseman, Moody not in the rotation? Would you rather be like a six seed, but those guys are in the rotation and are developing? I'd, I'd rather have the higher seed, and, and I think right now the, the the regular season wins are are more important. Because if if this thing, especially with you know down without Curry, uh, and I think if if anything, that's the miscalculation that the Warriors had coming into this year. I think they thought they could play the young players enough to develop them at a greater rate than they have to this point, and that they'd still be able to win and that they'd still be able to be a top four seed or, or near the top. And I think very early they realized this is going to be a lot more difficult to do, to, to, to do both. And I think that's where we've seen Steve Kerr pull back on the playing time for a lot of the young players. Wiseman all of a sudden's in the G League. Moody's all of a sudden not playing. Kaminga's out of the rotation, then he's in, then he's out, then he's back in, then he's out again, he's back in. Like, it just... It, so, it, it I, I think... They've realized early on that they were in a little bit of a danger zone, even in a wide-open West, and it is wide open. To me, it's wide open, which gives you an opportunity not to play around with it, but to, to get into the top four. And if you get into the top four, I almost feel like like you were saying, Larry, like the, the Warriors become the favorite at that point if they're in the top four. So to me, it's about working to get in that position because at the end of the day, Steve Kerr's going to go away from the young players if he doesn't fully trust them in the playoffs anyway. So to me, it's more about finding the, the winning 
rotation with the veteran players as much as you can because that's that's how they've been able to win a lot here really with the exception of Kaminga lately it's been Steve Kerr going away from the young players that led to the the stretch after they were three and seven so I I, I lean wins over development but you can't completely let go of the development uh, uh, you know along those lines JD we know you're busy we'll be listening to you after the game JD will be on 957 the game doing the post game and hopefully it'll be a warrior win and then we'll also see you in here Thursday and Friday my man thanks for the time yep looking forward to it guys all right thanks JD yeah so what what are uh, I'm being nosy I'm nosy by nature are you going home getting ready for the game you got errands to run or because it's a 4.30 start. I get you. I feel like I play, Larry, as a fan. Is that bad? Like when I watch the Giants and they got the the batter's box and the the chalk is down the first. Like I feel like I'm I'm the pitch. I used to throw. But I feel like I'm the pitcher and leadoff hitter. That That's sad. So what do I got today? I'm, I'm probably going to go, uh, you know, I might do a little live stream later tonight okay. on my, my YouTube channel. I'll be checking in show. on you. All right. Yeah, I do a little 49er live stream uh, before the Warrior game. I also got to, you know, I got my wife, you know, giving me text about, you know, Christmas presents that I, I, you, oh, you know, like, yeah. there's two days left or whatever, yeah. I gotta go buy this or buy yeah. that, and, you know. I got you. So, like, I'm a bit doing a little bit of that. Yeah, a so, bit of that. well, I got a lot to get to on the other side. We'll get into the Niners and Peter King, Michael Irvin joined Damon and Rattle yesterday. Uh, also, Baldy joining the guys in the morning, uh, talking about uh, Brock Purdy. We'll get into uh, a little bit of Brock Purdy on the other side, and that's all sponsored by Cal Hope. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back, Bay Area. No Steiny, Larry K holding it down. And all the little young punks and teenagers out there. Larry, I got a vent. I'm a vent right now. Okay? Go for it. You know, I'm the dad that has uh, teenagers, 17, 19. How many, kid, how many kids you got? I got three. You got three. Okay, yeah. I got four. All right. You're not quite as prolific. You know what? Let's. Have you done a gripe with me before? <laughs> have you had the guru gripe experience? No, no. Let's do it now. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys it's hit it back there. Guru's gripes. 
Fire away, guru. I'm with them. <laughs> I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You starting to piss me off. It makes me so mad. Oh, please don't make me angry, pal. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You King Kong oh, ain't got it's time for Guru's Grubs. Mother sucker. So my three kids are at the end of their teenage years. So I become the police. I used to come in, plop on the bed, right. uh, have movie night. Now it's like I'm the feds when I'm around. You know, they ain't pushing dope. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing in here? And they don't talk to me. Uh, the movies, you know. You're oh, the go with my friend. Dude, it, it really hurts, right? But I'm driving in today and my 18-year-old calls. He's like, uh, what time are you going to pick me up? In this kind of like... I'm Uber. What time are you going to pick me up? What do you mean what time I'm going to pick you up? I'm watching the Warrior game after I get off the show with Larry. In my mind, right, was going to even try to, to shock her, get a workout in because my kid and the missus don't confer with me to see what my schedule is. They just assume. So I knew nothing about my son's rendezvous today. So he calls me, and I knew it was odd when he called. Like he needed some money or something. He goes, oh, what time you, what an attitude like. A kid with attitude, KWA. Uh, what time are you gonna be there? And I just got mad, like, no, dude, that ain't how this works. You should have called me yesterday to ask, hey, Pop, can you be there for me? Do you have something going on? But to call with that, you know, that morning attitude, plus I already know you don't like me like you used to. I'm feeling some type of way. <laughs> I bucked back, Larry. I went in. But for all the teenagers out there, call and ask your parents. Quit assuming that they're, they don't have anything to do, man. And I'm fed up with it. And today I canceled. I was like, I'm not a baby. Yeah, I now, had to get it out. I did. I did. The, you know, last night I was standing there at the at, at the uh, in the kitchen. I feel better. I, you know, I got I got three boys, so there's never enough food, right? They're just eating <laughs> constantly, and uh, it's you know ten o'clock. I'm loading the dishwasher. I loaded all these dishes, and my kid's sitting there at the counter in the kitchen. He's eating something. He just put. He walks over to the sink and just drops the. Uh, I was like, that kid. I'm like, can you wait? You can't put it in the dishwasher. What do you think? I'm the full time dishwasher here. I mean, wow. Come on. Wow, Larry. You know what I'm going through. But yeah, I had to. I was like, no, man. You just, you, man. You're taking your pop for granted. That's yeah, I got yeah. three kids and a yeah. bunch of problems. Well, I really didn't say no. <laughs> the place he was going after I said, yeah, I'll pick you up. Got canceled. So I'm off. So, so that's you're, how you're I got out of there. Now you're gonna go work out. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna go to Subway and get a uh, number two. So that was my workout. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, we'll get it in. But tomorrow. when you do work out, you, what do you do? You uh, throw the weights press, around? Two forty fives each side. So I call it two fifty. Two twenty five. Two twenty five. Put my feet on the bench in the air. So I do three sets of ten. There uh, you go. I'll do my. If you can still shoulders. do two twenty five, you're still oh, doing no, it. Oh, all good. And Larry, I try to throw that around when I play hoop. Like I'm physical. It's just I ain't chasing you on a three point line. I'm gonna let you see if you can make it. That's where I'm at. But 225, that's good. That's solid. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, and I, my I, shoulders are my strongest part of my body. Okay, you go, yeah. you, you go some deadlifts? Yeah, all day you, long. You go dumbbells? 75. 75. You. Yeah. No, Look for real. You. I know you're like, yeah, okay. You. I feel like I'm you got a, weights in the house? You uh, no weights in the house. 24-hour fitness. All right. Yeah. I Any ain't weights a dude. in the house? No yeah, dumbbells or nothing? Nothing. Okay. But the thing that you use your hand with it, I tried to get my kid. I got one right here. What's the name for that? I don't know. It's like a the hand, squeeze it. What would you call that? It's like a hand exerciser. It's squeezer. what Willie McGinnis must have been. You did it's you for see four, that video? Oh my goodness, Willie! I love, I love you. Willie You've been McGinnis. a role model from long. What? Willie McGinnis just tell me that wasn't him in the his, video uh, NFL Network career. It had you had. He went after a guy in West Hollywood in a restaurant. Go to TMZ. With check four out the other video. dudes. Not only that. 
he punched him pretty hard, and then he took out a bottle. Yes. If you if you punch the guy, it's We're one not thing. Snitching. But it's out there. It's a story. You take Willie. out the bottle, and now you Ow. now you got Willie, a deadly weapon. And he hit the guy with the bottle. Yeah. And then he threw the bottle on the couch, and he walked out of the restaurant. But I mean, he just. He didn't even look like he was that mad, but he went in there with the like five other guys. The dude had to do guys. something, but the optics looked like whatever he did, Willie, that's not how you handle it. Right. I'm a Willie McGinnis fan, but that shocked me. Hopefully, oh, we'll yeah. get the backdrop. Now, outside of Correa, the story is not the Warriors yet. It's Brock Purdy. Right. How he's the, no matter what you think of him, you think about the future. But a guy that I hold, I care about what he says, join Damon and Rattle. And I'm going to play this for you. Yeah. And you tell me what you think, Larry, because this was Peter King on uh, the future of the 49ers quarterback. Could Brady actually play in December at Levi's and then be back there as the quarterback the following September? You know, nine months later, ten months later. And now I say, <laughs> I mean, it just sounds crazy, the words to come out of your mouth. Why would anybody not want to give Brock Purdy a real chance? Hey, yeah. That's, no, I mean, yeah. it's well said. Uh, Purdy... Who knows? I mean, Tom Brady definitely is regressing. He's 46. I'm How so, could he not be I, and, and regressing? He looked great against the Niners. Kyle had his chance to get Brady the year that they, he went to Tampa and got that Super Bowl. That technically could have been yours. So forget that. I, I just, especially now with Purdy mania. What? Okay, but, you know, what if Brady was willing to finish here for not $20 million? Why, what if he okay. was willing to finish here for, for 12 you know, I might be interested because here. Here's Why would Kyle be interested two years later? Is my question to you and the people. If and if it's ego or control, you know, Brady be like, I ain't running that. I'm just like, why would Kyle be open to it now when he wasn't open to it when he should have been open to it two or three years ago? You could have had a younger uh, Tom Brady. Well, I mean, at the time though, when you say younger, yeah, but he was still 42. Right. Okay. So I think we're in just kind of new territory as far as age. I think they looked at him and looked at 29 year old Jimmy Garoppolo and said you know what we probably get more of a future with Garoppolo than Brady and they hedged and they were wrong I mean Brady's played really good football he's won a Super Bowl since that point um, I thought he looked really good against the 49ers a couple weeks ago but Purdy has the 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 you know run in the room Talk he's got the belief in the room the guys believe in him I've talked to you now what does that mean Larry like can well, you elaborate I mean, when the guy like you because I could tell everybody here believes it but do you believe did, were you saying that before he was even on the field and I ain't taking it away uh, from you if you hadn't but like, I mean I, I believe you credit I for saying the Willard, guy. Uh, um, you said something about Purdy in this uh, in the preseason. Was that you? Yeah, I mean, I believed in him in minicamp because I to me in minicamp he's throwing strikes. Now I didn't go overboard about it minicamp because it's minicamp. But when they put the pads on in July and I saw him do it then, I'm like, this is real. Then I I, I said I'm still not going to say anything until I see it in the preseason. When I saw it in the preseason, I'm like, this is for sure real. Uh, and wow. I guarantee you that Kyle Shanahan saw exactly what I saw because there was, you know, I actually bet a beat writer. There was a beat writer that bet me a dollar that 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 uh, the Niners were cut Purdy for Sudfeld. And at the time, that was the prevailing wisdom because the Niners had guaranteed three mil million dollars right. to Sudfeld. Okay. It was like, well, they wouldn't do that if he wasn't going to be on the team. Okay, but you're reading tea leaves. I'm looking at players, and Purdy's a player, and and. 
And I don't know why. I guarantee you, Kyle knows enough about football to to see. He saw exactly what I saw. The ball came out on time. The, you know, the moment wasn't too big for him. He's on an NFL field with athletes for the first time. The speed of the whole thing is not overwhelming. He was easily their most accurate quarterback. Then he was their best quarterback in the preseason. Now he's got him playing, and now Kyle's saying he's the most he's he's the most poised rookie he's ever seen. And he basically said that Purdy allows him to call the game the way he wants to call it. So as to suggest that Jimmy and Trey weren't the kind of quarterbacks where he could call the game as he wanted to call it. Like he called it a certain way because of them. Now with Purdy, he made it seem like the entire arsenal, the entire offense, everything's available to him. So if that, if I'm reading that the right way, there's no way he's going to, he's going away from Brock. But um, as far as the future of Brady, what, what Peter's saying, I mean, I, I like the idea. Maybe I'm uh, romantic. I like the idea of Brady finishing with his hometown team. But, yeah, if Brock Purdy um, keeps getting better and obviously Brady keeps getting older, you know, maybe P- Purdy's the better option going forward. So you're, it's you're fam- cheaper. No doubt. You're familiar with Romo, Bill Romanowski. Yeah. He joined the uh, Zach Romo. Gelb show on our sister station in Philadelphia. He had this to say about Brock Purdy. I have to admit I'm pretty blown away. He's got... Some Joe Montana in him. It's not too big for him. He's got crazy confidence and he's calm. And like I said, the moment is not too big for him. He's executing. He's smart. I mean, how this guy was the last person taken in the draft, I don't get it because I see a phenomenal player. Wow. Montana, we have Michael Irvin. We're going to play him in a minute. That is a wow. But I I don't care what you do, people. Whatever you try and accomplish in this life, Larry, and I tell my kids this to to the sun goes down, is you got to be confident. And from that first time I saw him in, in the Miami game, he was cocky. But it was good cocky. Like, that's arrogance. That's coming from a place like Romo just said, the moment's not too big. I don't know where this thing is going, but it's a thing. And I'll say this for the people in the back, and Stani and I went 15 rounds on this, because he was kind of fixated on the order coming out of camp. And why was Trey ahead of Brock if Brock... I was like, nah, that I ain't saying you're wrong and you can't have those thoughts, but right now... Uh, you would be a hater to bring him up because right now the talk of the town is this new Kyle Shanahan production named Brock Purdy. And if Kyle and Brock somehow get this done, and let's just say the two weeks, I believe it's still two weeks for the Super Bowl. If they get to the Super Bowl, this would be the number one story. But if Kyle was ultimately to get his ring that saluted him with Mr. Irrelevant, the Trey Lance, if you want to call it debacle or we never see him again in a Niner uniform, would be mute to what heights this story and Kyle conquered winning it with Brock Purdy. Like, that's on the table. It's amazing. First of all, Romo, before you sit there and discount Romo, Romo played with Joe Montana. He played defense <laughs> like, in on, practice bro. against Joe, Joe Montana. Yeah, go ahead. He played with him. Yeah. He knows, right? So if he says he reminds him of Joe Montana, I mean, why would we not listen to Romo? And I understand exactly what he's saying. Why? Because Joe was had escapability. Was he incredibly fast? No, but he had escapability. What does Brock have? He has escapability. 
Joe had kind of an underwhelming physical right, set, right? right yeah. Skill set. Yeah. Didn't have the home run arm. Brock, you could probably say the same thing. Um, deadly accurate, totally competitive. Gets rid of tough, the ball, smart, quick. Yeah, I mean that's everything it, to me. Uh, to me, the word there's one word to describe Joe Montana. Where you know he had a feel, and that's what Brock Purdy has. He has a feel, and that and that's and it can't be taught. So it's wow. like they the Niners were going to be incredibly ripped. Um, Shanahan Lynch for missing on Trey. If and, and, but now right. if they get Purdy in the last round and Purdy becomes a franchise quarterback, that will mitigate oh, man, the, the people all, all the negative stuff about about Trey Lance. So I I really believe in Trey Lance. I really do. I believe in Trey Lance. I feel like you no shade. I feel like you, I really you can't do. say that if you say in the changeover, Larry, that this is Brock Purdy's show. Like you know when you say that now, I feel I know you believe it, but it's like. Really, you don't because you're saying Purdy is so greater that it's not even a competition, well, no matter what Brock does. Brock this Purdy's like a graduate student, and Trey Lance is like a seventh grader as far as development, mm. as far as quarterback nuances gotcha. and all those right. things. But it doesn't mean that they're still both prospects, right? And I really believe in Trey, the prospect, but I just don't believe in your timeline. Like the timeline, they need to okay. they, they need someone to play Sunday, okay. right? And then they need someone to lead them in the playoffs this year. Okay. Trey's not ready for that. And I don't think he's ready for this year in the playoffs. But I do believe in Trey. I just don't believe in Trey on a timeline that's gonna have him ready for the Because I got this a window right now, Larry, year. to me, the Niners. Yeah. And I don't know oh, you got both. Now you got a window. I I can make an argument they could have went to their second Super Bowl last year. But you know, the Niners have been in Super Bowl with Bosa, uh, could have got back last year. And for the people that are like, oh, that's Romanowski for whatever reason, throwing some love towards Brock Purdy's way. We heard Peter King, but my guy, my favorite receiver of all time. Sorry, Jerry, if you're listening. Uh the playmaker joined Damon and Rattle a couple yeah. weeks ago and he he said he brought up Brady and he wasn't comparing Purdy to Brady, but people in the streets went crazy with it. But he kind of since joined them guys again and clarified what he meant when he compared uh, Purdy to Brady. And I told you when he came in the game, I had those Tom Brady vibes. Somebody asked me, what do you mean by that? I said, when, you, when a guy walks in a game in that kind of environment, you can even see on his face like he's saying, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this. Or he's saying, oh my God. I can't believe that I gave me this chance. I'll never let this go. And that's the kind of vibe I got with that kid. And he's done an incredible job. Wow. Irvin, Michael Irvin joining Damon and Ratto. And that's just a vibe, my guy. But he said, I'll never let it go. And Brady didn't. But could you imagine if that's popping off right here? I, I, I absolutely can. I mean, it's just he's got enough. Like when I when I saw him on in college, I thought this guy doesn't have enough to be an NFL quarterback. He can't make all the throws. Now I'm really convinced that he can make all the throws, and I think he's going to get nothing but better. I mean, and I, he I, looks for it, Larry. This, he looks down. Look at Matt Ryan from year one in this offense to year two, and year two he won the MVP. I mean, well, this is Kyle is his coordinator, right? This is a complicated offense, and so more time in the offense is going to help Purdy. I think physically he's going to develop his body the same way Brady did. I think you're going to see greater arm strength and more suddenness. Uh, it's really important to him. I think that was the thing that kind of dawned. What really struck me was when Garoppolo was asked about Purdy. He's like, he's really serious about. Football. 
football. Okay. Well, he is really serious yeah. about football, and he's really driven to succeed, and he's kind of his own worst enemy in that he holds himself to these really, really high standards, and his parents hold him to high standards. I asked him about the, you know, the drive that he had at the end of the Kansas City game. If you remember, he led the Niners that day all the way down the field against the Chiefs defense, hit Willie Sneed in the end zone. Willie Sneed just dropped it. It was right in his yeah. hands. And I asked Brock about it. He mentioned something like, you know, like his family was like, hey, it's not good enough. You didn't get it done. It's like the receiver dropped the ball. It was really on the receiver. Brock was fantastic on that drive. But that just was a glimpse into the standards that his family has. They're achievers. They're high achievers. This kid's got it. He's got feel. Um, he's got command of the huddle. He does have a look on his face and a look like, I ain't looking back from here. Like, this is my gig going forward. He does some things better than Garoppolo. Obviously, many things better than Trey. I just have a hard time even picturing Trey getting to the where where Purdy's at right now without a whole year wait, yeah. two of development. No doubt, so. no doubt. I know we're up against it, Larry. Let's go out and uh, uh, clean up the calls here. We got uh, Rob in San Francisco. Larry, who wants to push back on me? Something with Purdy. What's up, Rob? Yeah, hey, Goo, you're my man, but uh, I'm going to be Steiny's advocate right here. And I think that the noise amplifies if Purdy does well about Lance and giving up the draft capital. And mm -hmm. why did he start? And all of a sudden, Kyle can now do more things. I mean, Larry, you just said he does more things far better than Trey at this point. So why was he the starter? Because he took him? Because he gave up the pick? So you had to insert him even though he wasn't the best quarterback? So now you're playing politics and making it look like you have to take a guy that you drafted that high instead of letting him sit? Hey, no, listen. That, hey, Rob, those are all valid. My point was, if somehow they get this done and they go win the Super Bowl, Kyle would gladly take any fan to lunch and say, hey, you can be as mad as me, mad at me, or question my decision coming out of camp over a dinner while you look at my ring. And the ring that he got with Brock Purdy will supersede any of the questioning, which would be valid, but it wouldn't supersede the height of taking Mr. Irrelevant and delivering the Niners their next Super Bowl. And also, uh, let's that's be... My, let's, that's my uh, whole point. And I think that's a, that's a valid point. I, I, I think that we also have to understand that even though it's a competition, there are we all know that there's, you know, there's a leader in the clubhouse. When you invested all the draft capital in making the trade to get up to get Trey Lance, that put him the leader in the clubhouse. That you can say we're he didn't even start year one, which I thought he was going to. I think he wasn't ready. Now that I look at everything, we'll go ahead. Larry. But I mean, saying, yeah. just because you had Purdy there, one. Kyle saw the same things I saw, but he needed to see more of it. And how many rookie quarterbacks really are ready? So if he had every he had every reason in the world to doubt Purdy coming out this year, um, and also all the reasons in the world to try to, you know, it's only human nature if you're part of a decision making process to invest so much capital to get one player that you're going to give that player a, a good look see at at trying to win the job. I think that's what they did in camp with Trey. Yeah, but it, I, I'll tell you what, man, I got my popcorn. And I just look at this Niner team, uh, you know, again, with the, the, the shade that I threw Shanahan's away. But it wasn't just natural shade. It was shade after putting them on a pedestal. My point being is, they with this McCaffrey addition, Larry, what quarterback wouldn't want to play and go out on the field on that offense? Now Kittle's getting the ball. Okay, the O-line could be a tad bit better, but they're clicking right now. And I'm watching my Dallas. I'm watching Philly. Now Hurts has what we deem could be a possible separated shoulder. But, I mean, man, this thing is set up for them to go handle business, and I will not take 
anything away from Brock. But if he gets this story, if he gets this done, Larry, forget Jeff Hosteller when he filled in and 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 Nick Foles. That was a great story filling in. But you were saying this is Mister Irrelevant. And this to is me, the biggest don't story. Start casting, filming the movie, man. Oh, I mean, not only that. Think about oh it. Fast forward this thing. Let's just say the Niners did wind up in Glendale in yeah. the Super Bowl. The kid is a high school star from Arizona. And he, no, and his, I didn't know that. His own, yeah, he's one of the great players but, in the history of the state of Arizona. He was a big-time high school me, star. Like that, the state that's championship. something to me. Now I feel like this why he's, stuff is going. They'll win that game now. I mean, he, he could potentially win the Super Bowl on, in his man. backyard as the last pick in the draft. I mean, that right there, this would go down as one of the great stories in NFL history if he does. If, if somehow the Niners pull off a Super Bowl victory with a with the last pick in the draft and their third-string quarterback at the beginning of the season, that's one of the biggest stories in the history of the game. And I'll say this, Larry, we only got a couple seconds. Uh, I don't know how you finesse these next three games for the for, uh, the Niners because obviously you want to get two, but they're so dominant. They could be five. But I just wonder what we're going to see and, again, how hard we judge um, this youngster and Brock Purdy because it's been amazing. Larry, we had a blast. Yeah, man. It's Damon and Ratto. Uh, they'll be double-dipping, abbreviated show, and then they'll also be on Warriors Live right here on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.